Now it's time for Inspirational Women and my guest, Emily Fagel, an assistant editor for the National Geographic Kids Books team. Emily's here to share with us the very new, amazing book from Nat Geo Kids. That's fantastic, mind-blowing, eye-popping, jaw-dropping stuff about our world. Emily Fago, good morning. It is so wonderful to be able to talk to you this morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. Well, you are more than welcome, and I am very excited as, uh, you know, I typically am when I get one of these marvelous books from National Geographic Kids. They're always just so, so much fun and so much information that my head sometimes feels like, can I actually put more information in there? I know. I feel like I'm going to be great at trivia after after working on this book. Absolutely. Yeah. And I grew up on National Geographic books, so it's been a dream to actually be able to work on them. Oh, isn't that great? Well, you know, let's just talk about that for a moment, shall we? About you and working with National Geographic and saying that it's like your dream job uh, and, and being able to be part of this magnificent book. That's fantastic. So, um how did you make your way to National Geographic? Yeah, so I, um, you know, I've always been really passionate about reading. I went to school to be a journalist, and um, I had done some freelance work. I worked for a book packager, and um, I just really fell in love with uh, children's books. And then one day I, I got the call that there was an opportunity for uh, as an editor for National Geographic, and I've got to tell you, I thought it was a scam. I couldn't <laughs> believe that it could possibly be real. And then I met with our wonderful uh, editorial director, Rebecca Baines, and um, I was like, wow, she's a real person. This is a real job. And from there, I mean, this is the first book I've ever worked on uh, with National Geographic. So this book specifically is like my baby. It's a dream come true. And I've just been so excited to be here. <laughs> that is this dream story. And I, I love to be able to share with our listeners these kinds of stories because I think it really is encouraging and shows what possibilities do exist, even when you think, like you said, oh, this must be a scam call. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's, it's you know, important to know your worth. You're, you're working hard and anything is possible. I thought this was outside the realm of anything was possible. It's National Geographic. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a dream. And so these books take time to come together, although I did read that in, in terms of this one, that's fantastic. Uh, at least some of the material was uh, gathered together from the National Geographic Kids magazines. Yes. Yeah, we have some really great spreads from the magazine. Um, we've got the What's the Difference spread, Strange Places. Um, so we definitely pulled content uh, that we thought that our readers would love and, you know, some of our uh, magazine readers would recognize and love as well. And it really mixes things up with the spreads. Um, and we had a whole team. We had two writers. We had researchers, um, project managers to keep everything organized, and then the designers and photo editors that really made this book come to life. So, yeah, a lot of information pulled from a lot of different places, from a lot of different people to make this book happen. And the thing about that being the case, that even though it's come from existing material, there's just so much of it that it can feel fresh and new all over again because there's so much to learn and see. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. I mean, I just from working on this book, uh, the nature of that, I've read this book so many times and even just 
seeing it in person, finally printed and opening it up, I'm like, wow, I don't, I don't remember that fact. That's really interesting. <laughs> but then, of course, there's some that stuck with me and that I'll never forget. So, um, yeah, it's, this is this is a great book. It took a lot of time, but uh, you know, as all of our books, it's a long process to make a book, and uh, it's just been so exciting to be able to hold it. Oh, it is. It is such a beautiful book. Kids and of of all ages, so that's really ma- big mature kids too, are going to have a lot of delight in it. I know that I would just kind of skim here and there and just be in awe about th- the kinds of things that I was learning. But I want to hear what you said, that there are some facts, like t- share something that you feel is going to just stick with you because it just so impacted you. Oh, gladly. I will say we've dedicated two pages, so a full spread, to facts about cheese. And um, so one that stuck with me is that uh, cheese can help prevent cavities, which is so crazy. Um, Kids, still brush your teeth, but cheese is an interesting one to prevent cavities. And also that uh, scientists have made cheese using bacteria from human toes and belly buttons. So those were two that really stuck with me. I don't think I'll ever forget them. Um, They're a little bit of the more on the unusual side. But a lot of these facts are on the unusual side. They're the lesser known facts. So that's what makes them really fun and exciting. As you shared that about the cheese, I was thinking kids are probably saying, oh, both (laughs) gross and delighted that like, oh, wow, look, mom. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Look what we can yeah. we can make. Can we make cheese from? The, I I don't know. It's just... <laughs> Let's leave it to the scientists. <laughs> yes, exactly. I think that's a great idea. You know, one of the things that that really struck uh, struck me was the fact that you know we talk about duct tape and how it it's the go to for so many things. But to think of it having been used in space uh, back at the mm-hmm. time of the Apollo thirteen astronauts, th- that's mm-hmm. mind boggling. Yeah, and Velcro as well. Just these everyday things that you don't think about what their uses, where where you know, their use might have originated from or what they were used for before they got really popular. Yeah, there's there's so much in here. And what I love is that, you know, it kind of makes you look at your everyday world a little bit differently, you know, just like duct tape and Velcro, but also makes you so interested in what's beyond my backyard, you know, from across the country to Europe or uh, Australia, but also outer space and the the wider universe. There's there's so much in this book, um, and yeah, th- those are those are some great ones. And from science to all the things about entertainment, talking about uh, music and parades, mm-hmm. it it just really covers such a broad gamut. Absolutely, and what I love about this book is that it's not almost two hundred pages of just miscellaneous facts that are you know you flip through it's sorted by these great themes and you know we've got a spread on basketball and another one on baseball but then just like you mentioned we've got like the sticky facts and facts all about the color blue so you know you can flip through and find your favorite and learn about 10 facts just about that one topic um so it's really uh it's got those bite-sized tidbits but they're kind of organized in a way that makes sense and makes it a little bit more uh palatable when you're flipping through because it, it's it's not like an intimidating book that just lists facts. It's really done in a really fun and uh, beautiful way. Right. And like you said, there are 10 facts in each of these categories. And I didn't count up the categories, but there's a huge number of them as well. 
Oh, my goodness. Yeah, pretty much anything you can think of on here. Um, and then we've got those beautiful single fact spreads uh, as well that have one giant picture and then one fact. But, yeah, there's there's hundreds of facts in here. There's so many. Yes. So it's bound to be both educational, informative, and then I think this launching pad to really then go explore something in more depth because it really triggers something within you. Exactly. And I think what I love about this book as well is that, you know, it's geared towards the 8 to 12-year-olds, but anyone can enjoy this book, including adults. I've thoroughly enjoyed this book. And, uh, you know, it's been it's been a really fun process working on a book that you know anybody can love. And um, just like you're saying, it's kind of those launching points. So, you know, you might be before bed, let's read through 10 facts of whatever spread you want. And then it could be a launching point later to dive deeper into that topic or that fact, you know, why do we, uh, why can we smell garlic with our feet or taste garlic with our feet? Um, that's, that's a really fun one that, uh, that I was in, entertained by, but you know, it's, it's just these little bite-sized tidbits that can open up a conversation and um, give the opportunity to dive deeper. Yes, and to really kind of immerse ourselves in it, especially if you've got a, a trivia game coming up sometime. Exactly. You will be the winner of any trivia game. Read through all of these facts, memorize them all, and you'll be a winner for sure. Oh, and I bet that there would be kids who would want to be memorizing these and just finding that to be the greatest challenge, which, aside from the fact of learning this, is just such a, a great experience to, to have is to memorize, because I don't know that a lot of that gets done anymore these days. Right. Yeah. These are the kinds of facts that will definitely impress your, impress your teachers coming into school and letting them know these little facts and sharing them with your friends. Um, yeah, it's, it's a really fun book. And uh, it's got those great little tidbits that resonate with uh, with you. So, yeah, that's that's a great point. Kids are going to love to memorize these and just regurgitate them at any <laughs> given moment. Yes. Really be it- become a center of attention at some point or or <laughs> fill in some uncomfortable gap where no one's talking. It's like, well, did you know? Type of thing. Exactly. <laughs> and so I'm looking here uh, at this moment, and this is such a beautiful spread, cinematic facts about the silver screen. So, you know, this beautiful theater uh, that we look at, but seeing that one of the things uh, that's mentioned, fact number five, the earliest movies were silent and when sound was added to the movies, uh, oh, actually, that was beside the one I was, but yes, it has to do with silent movies. Popcorn wasn't allowed to be eaten in theaters uh, before there was sound, right? Right, yeah. It's super interesting to kind of, the things that we kind of just accept in our everyday life, and even some of the misconceptions, like I, uh, there was one fact about the likelihood of uh, pirates actually having people walk the plank is very low. That probably didn't actually happen. But, you know, we kind of just accept these things or like our normal life that we just assume that it was always this way. Um, so, yeah, that, that's a really interesting one. We just accept that you can popcorn and movies just go hand in hand, but it wasn't always that way. Right. You know, and, and that is something that's so uh, great for us to become aware of, because as you say, as we get to a place, we just think, well, of course, this is the way it is. And to think of things right. differently is is great um, ways to, to explore and think about creating something new. 
Exactly. And I think that what I really love about creating kids books is that they have this like very natural curiosity. Kids are always asking questions and, you know, sometimes we don't always have the answers and that's okay. That's when we do the research and find out together. Um, But to have that curiosity about things that we kind of have just accepted at this point and we have our blinders on, we're going about the mission of our everyday life, but opening up that curiosity and wonder is just really the mission of this book. And uh, kids have it naturally, so I'm excited for them to eat this up. But I think that we also, as adults, have a lot to learn as well. And doing that together, I can see that this could be something parents incorporate as something, a nightly routine or a weekend routine to explore together and look at certain facts and then delve into it, as we were saying earlier, you know, go explore more deeply about it. Exactly. You know, some of these facts are like the little, like the garlic facts. You know, we kind of just say, hey, here's, here's this miscellaneous fact that I bet you didn't know. But, you know, we don't go into depth about all of these facts. They're really short and snappy. So it gives the opportunity to have that launching point for more of a conversation. Maybe not right before bed. Maybe you can pick <laughs> it up in the morning uh, to go into more depth. But yeah, exactly. It's a great, a great book to read alongside your child or just, um, you know, just enjoy on a daily basis if that works for you. But uh, yeah, that's a great point. It's a great nightly routine book as well. And the thing is, there's it's it's a dual, uh, it's a double pronged effect, I guess. At night, I'm thinking it could get so exciting that you have trouble falling asleep. But on the other hand, falling asleep to this, dreaming about it, I I think can create some great dreams. And and maybe we know that there have been. scientists, I guess, or anyone has really used dreams to come up with solutions. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that it's a really um, a great launching point for those bigger ideas. uh, And to, you know, maybe not in that moment, explore it, but kind of give yourself a second. I think nowadays, we kind of have the answers so accessible. Mm. And, you know, we can look it up so easily. So I think it's kind of good to ponder that a little bit and kind of come up with your own theories. I mean, kids theories are awesome. And they make you think outside the box, you know, I never thought that it could have been processed that way or whatever. So I think having a little time is also good to kind of come up with your own theories about why things work that way and uh, let their imagination run wild and then together reel it in a little bit and maybe figure out what exactly is the, you know, history or context behind that fact. So that's a great point. It's good sometimes to not know the answer immediately. I think it's, it's good for our brains. Yes. And we know that brains are constantly needing to be stimulated and and expanded. And and this is and kids, though, can often naturally just think outside the box so that, you know, looking at these various items in the book really does help them to to ponder. And who knows where it can get on a trajectory of who they become eventually. Exactly. I think that's what's really important, especially in a book like this, where we, you know, there might be one thing that really interests the child. There might be, you know, whether it's sports, so we've got, we, we know that we have sports facts in here, but they might stumble upon something that they didn't even think that they would enjoy or be interested in. So it's really great to be able to flip through and who knows, then maybe we might have the next explorer on our hands. <laughs> and so it's great to have that imagination run wild. Or like yourself, growing up with National Geographic, then here you are actually as an assistant editor on a, on this great new book. I mean, think about that. How wonderful is that? 
Yeah, it has been a dream. I always say that it's like a, a dream come true to be working here. Like I said, it's you know the first book I've ever worked on, so it's very special to me. Um, and uh, yeah, this has been an incredible experience, especially growing up on National Geographic Kids books. So um, I remember seeing that weird but true book. I still have it at home. I remember I actually tried to make my own version of it. So sorry, National Geographic, don't come for me for making my knockoff version of Weird But True. Um, but I was just so interested in it and so interested in seeing the the. Um, you know, looking at the more interesting behind the scenes things in life. Obviously, we all love elephants and giraffes and kind of those hallmark National Geographic um, animals. But there's also kind of those interesting, strange, unusual facts that you might not really think about. So that's why I love this book. It kind of has a different take on that than the Weird But True series, which is wonderful. But um, yeah, I really love the, the way that we kind of explore the odd things uh, in our in our world. And as you just shared that, Emily, about yourself and creating your own book, see how that actually was looking toward the future that you are then doing that, in <laughs> fact, as your career. And how beautiful is that? Exactly. Yeah, I actually wasn't even, um, I didn't remember that until very, very recently. Um, and yeah, it was a very special full circle moment where I was like, and now I'm actually here. It, it's been a really amazing journey. I've been here for about a year now, a little bit over a year, and I, I'm just so excited to continue working on these books. Yeah, so I there's just so much about this that has kind of like a, a magical touch to it that I think is obviously wonderful for you and, and therefore is wonderful for all of us. We just don't know what we might discover and how it's going to have an impact on our life, you know, days and weeks and years ahead. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's really important to kind of let yourself not just you know, we we all we have those books that focus on just facts about sharks or just facts about dogs. But, you know, it's really important to also feed that interest, let it flourish, but also look to see what else is out there. You, you might be surprised by what you'll find. Exactly. And, you know, it, the thing is, you can just uh, flip through the book and the picture or might catch your eye because that's that's part of it is you just see these amazing pictures. Like I just kind of got to nocturnal animals at this point and seeing that. Is it Tarsier? Tarsier or Tarsier? It, his, oh. Its eyeball is bigger than its brain because it's uses its big peepers to see at night. I mean, how amazing is that? Yeah, it's that's what I really again, I love that we're we're looking at the our everyday encounters a little bit differently and we're also kind of expanding that view to um, you know, the, the animals that we might not encounter in our everyday life and that might be across the world. Um, but where else would you learn a crazy fact like that, you know? It's <laughs> It's, this format gives that opportunity for those little quirky facts to work their way in. And so thinking about eyes, there's also the fact about the giraffe's eye and a ping pong ball, yes. right? Yes. How crazy is that? And it kind of, you know, I, you know, if you've never seen a giraffe in person or maybe uh, if you even have, it's, you don't really think about it like that, like putting it, comparing it to something in your everyday life about how gigantic these creatures are and how beautiful they are. And, um, yeah, it's been it's been wonderful to learn all of these facts along the way. And to just think about 
you know, the the countless numbers of us that get to enjoy this and learn. And and as we do that, I just the world just both expands and then contracts for us as well as we uh, delve into it. Exactly. Yes, that's a, that's a great point. You know, this kind of feeds the need to explore and see what else is out there while also, you know, applying that to your everyday life. And I think that we really we should as, you know, a group, whatever, apply that curiosity to our everyday life, that childlike curiosity, and uncover the the mysteries and wonder that might just be on our morning commute into work, kind of taking note of that and uh, enjoying it. You know, that is a great thing. Say you, uh, that could be something that if you are driving your kids to school on mornings, Mm -hmm. that's, you know, picking out something there that they, that you just discuss and uh, they take it into the classroom. And, you know, again, Mm -hmm. it's just such a a great point of discussion, exploration and connection. Exactly. Yeah. You can have a fact a day on your your morning drive into work. It's it's really that's what I love. They're palatable. They re- they resonate with our audience. They resonate with us, um, and can really prompt more discussion. And you never know where once your imagination runs wild, you never know where you might find yourself. So yes, absolutely. And so now I flip to a page that's ancient facts about pyramids. And and this mm-hmm. just amazes me, you know, as old as I am, thinking that, you know, pyramids are just a few in Egypt and there's the Mayan ones on the uh, in uh, Mexico. And then you find that there are just so many of them all over the world. And mm-hmm. it, it's mind-boggling. It really is. And it kind of you know, there might be, you know that there's pyramids, you associate them with Egypt, perhaps, but I love that this book kind of challenges your, you know, what you might think you already know, and expands on it. And it's, I just, it's, that's a great point. Yes. Um, That's a really fun spread. It's a really beautiful one, too. It oh it is gorgeous without question uh, and and just while I'm on this page that some Egyptians who built the pyramids were paid in radishes onions and garlic oh my gosh yeah. <laughs> it's like no I need I I need some gold coins well they probably wouldn't get that but but food being what it is that we need right. for our our lively, livelihood right right so it kind of opens up that conversation to the time and kind of what was what was used as currency or what was acceptable and what was sought after. So yeah, it really does just one fact. You can go in like 10 different directions and uh, for those conversation starters with your children. Yeah. That's a really fun spread. Yes. Totally love it. And, you know, thinking about uh, parades and there's a fun, because so many of us watch the Macy's parade and, and Mm -hmm. there's fun information about that. Yes, there is. I believe that's the one. There's uh, 90 people that uh, um, are the handlers of the balloons that make that happen. So, yeah, there's there's so many really fun facts in this book. I also learned, you know, I feel like I think what's really cool is that it addresses a lot of misconceptions. Um, so I had no idea that penguins don't live in the North Pole. I just associate. I'm like, yeah, penguins. Yeah, of course <laughs> they live in the North Pole, but they only live in the Southern Hemisphere. And I had no idea. So, um, yeah, I feel like a lot of misconceptions are also addressed here, but also things that you never thought to ask yourself about or that wouldn't really come up in your everyday, you know, in your curriculum or your everyday life. So, yeah, that's a fun one that that can be applied to your everyday life if you do watch the, the parade. 
Exactly. Or whatever it is that we're, like you said, with with sports, there's so many fun facts about sports. Uh, I know one that kind of popped out, which was interesting, is that basketball was first played using soccer balls. I know. That was a really fun one. And that they used peach baskets for as their baskets. So, yeah, that's, that's and now, you know, you see how it's evolved since then, and we've got some more current facts. But it's really interesting to also learn the history of these sports that we love. And to remember that if we go to baseball games and that season is uh, really here right upon us and we like to eat those hot dogs as to how many (laughs) millions of those are consumed. I know, 19 million hot dogs a year. Who would have thought? I mean, I do, you know, I do love hot dogs. I do love a good hot dog. I don't know how much I've contributed to that 19 million, but um, (laughs) yeah, it's just these facts that really, you know, you can apply them to events that might be coming up and, you know, holidays and, um, yeah, different trips that you might be going to. You can really have fun with this and run with it. Absolutely. And and because you know, with baseball season coming up, it, there is this spread just on that. And kids will mm-hmm. find, kids and Again, parents alike are going to have fun looking at this and really bringing that fact forward and and enjoying it while they're enjoying a game. Exactly. And, you know, it's not just there is the fact like the uh, a baseball, a regulation baseball has an 108 stitches. So that's a little bit more of a straightforward like fact that's kind of like an interesting tidbit. But there's also some like funny ones in here like. Uh, major league umpires are required to wear black underwear in case their pants tear. So that's also a funny little one. So it's, we've got a great tone throughout. It's very, um, it's well-researched, it's fast-packed, but it's also really fun. So, you know, it doesn't feel like necessarily that you're the same way you're learning curriculum in a classroom. We kind of branch out and kind of have our own take on that education outside the classroom. And that, again, underscores uh, that education, learning, actually, learning occurs all the time. And I think that helps maybe to make learning in the classroom, again, become uh, that much more interesting and stimulating as we realize that there's diving beyond the surface of what's going on, the kinds of things that we can learn. Absolutely. You know, my mom is a third grade teacher. So I grew up kind of, you know, she became a teacher when I was a little bit older, but she's always been a teacher at heart. And I've grown up valuing education within the classroom, you know, working hard, but also how can we apply that to our everyday life? And it makes learning in the classroom all that more fun. Um, So yes, and even just as far as exploration, you know, we think about exploration as going, you know, on a safari or in a rainforest, but exploration can also happen anywhere and learning can happen anywhere. It's not restricted to just the classroom. And I think that that is really what we tackle in our books. And that's what our mission is to really, you know, embrace that curiosity and exploration and um, see how it extends to if you, if you learn about the world and you appreciate it, you're going to be that all that more passionate about preserving it. And that's really what our mission is here. Yes, very important fact. And, you know, just tying all of this together, thinking about teachers and education. And I have a, a, in my past, I've been a teacher. So I know that, that experience of being in the classroom and, and what it means to engage with kids and this kind of stimulation, like this, this book, regardless of pretty much whatever you're teaching can be referred to or used as, as a way to engage kids and be a good launching pad. 
Absolutely. My mom, she's got a copy in her classroom. I can tell you that. Um, and it's really great because it's, I, you know, she'll start the day with a, a fact that they might not know. And it kind of sets the tone for the rest of the day where they might, you know, start to wonder about what else is out there that they don't know and have that um, launching point of curiosity during the school day and during their, you know, lessons and everything. Um, I Yes. Absolutely. It really, it does start in the classroom and we love our teachers. We appreciate our teachers and all that they do to make learning fun. And how fun for your mom though, to be able to say, and my daughter (laughs) has worked on this book. What a great fact that is. That's a a fantastic (laughs) fact, you know, to be able to, right. And along with your story, which we talked of earlier of, you know, what you dream and how it may lead you down the road to, to your life's work. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Anything is possible. I learned that for sure. And I definitely appreciate my mom for always fostering that curiosity for me, starting from a very young age and and encouraging me throughout. And I think what we've managed to do here is thus give our tip of the hat to parents, to teachers, and the real important work that each does and how uh, we have a tool here that's going to really be a great assist. Yes, absolutely. So that's fantastic. The latest book uh, from National Geographic Kids, great fun. And boy, this has been most fun speaking with you, Emily Fagel. Thank you for your work and for your time with us this morning. Wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. That brings us to the end of a very full hour of Inspirational Women with Emily Fagel and Sunday Morning Magazine with Barbara Woodworth. I'm Kate Daniels, your host, and I greatly appreciate your sharing this hour with me and these special guests. For details you might have missed or information you'd like to know, please just send me an email, kated at warm1069.com, and I will get right back to you. Also, if you'd like to listen again or share these important stories with your family and friends, find the podcast on our Warm 1069 webpage. Just click on the podcast tab, then either of the show names, and then look for the guest names. I now wish you and your family a day of finding the simple ways to connect with each other, which can bring good health. Have a week of the same, and then please plan to join me again next weekend for another hour of Sunday Morning Magazine and Inspirational Women on Warm 1069. Good morning.